Hey, it's your pal Fingers. Join me and Tony October 7th at the Mississippi Cigar Company in Gas City for Grant County's Best Barbecue Showdown. It will be a day filled with cigars, bourbon, and great barbecue smoked by some of the best amateur pitmasters in central Indiana. We will be there signing copies of our book, Let's Go Barbecue and raising money for Twin City We Care. That is a fabulous nonprofit that helps families in need during the Christmas season. Doors open at noon. The tasting starts at 2 on Saturday, October 7th at the Mississippi Cigar Company, 1038 East Main Street in Gas City, Indiana. For more information on this great event, check out their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Cigars. Hope to see you there. The world of cigars is often a world of tradition. It's about what came before. It's about the relationships uh, that you have when you're smoking a cigar. That is true of people who build them, who manufacture them. And in the case of Glenn Case and Christoph Cigars, it's how we get the Trace Compadres. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The Trace Compadres from Christoph, K R I S. T-O-F-F, we are smoking the Toro here, which is a six and a quarter by 54, which means it's six and one quarters inches long. T-E. Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 54 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, or how thick it is around. T-E. Again, with the laughter, our 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. This is a Nicaraguan Puro, uh, the wrapper, the binder, and the filler. Uh, Glenn Case had two friends, the three of them known as the three amigo, amigos. That's how they treated each other. That was the love they had uh, for each other. As I uh, know uh, the story, his two friends passed away within months of each other. In 2021, he created this cigar to honor uh, them. Now, Christoph, for me, I go back to my uh, in, in a relationship with with Glenn Case. Not that we're deep uh, friends or anything like that, but when I attended my first premium cigar show back in 2012, 2013, whenever it was, Glenn was absolutely incredibly nice to me and had no reason to be. I was writing for a small cigar journal back in, in those days before we had the podcast, before we had the radio show, and and any of the other platforms that we're doing things on. But has always been good and always been good to us, and he's always made some wonderful cigars. His Cameroon, I think, is terrific. He has had some other cigars that I think weren't for my uh, uh, platform, for my for my profile, for my palate. The word fingers I was looking for is palate. And you, of course, the Christoph Pistoff. Yes. You think that's a great cigar. And the Cameroon as well, the Maduro. They make a lot of great cigars. Uh, and with this one, right off the bat, you notice the hand feel. It feels really good in the hand. Yeah, this is a big pup. Six and a quarter by 54. It, fe- it starts to feel a little Billy Club at that moment. And this is is a nice, nice bit of, of, of balance. There's a little bit of heft to it. And the idea that you can see the leaf in this, this is a lighter brown than you might originally think it, it would be. And you can so see the leaf pattern and the intricacies in it, the, the, the veining, if you will, the, some of the, some of the, you know, it's not perfectly smooth, but there is a touch of oil to it. It's not suede or in anything like that. It's just, it's just there. As, as traditional a tobacco leaf as you could want to see is on the wrapper of this cigar. Yeah. We just lit this up and I, Right off the bat, I have to say, I have pounded about a gallon of coffee today, and that's the only thing I've had today, so I'm hoping that this isn't influencing my palate uh, too much, 
uh, but I'm getting uh, some nuttiness off of this, a, a little bit of pepper. Uh, but we just lit this. I'm curious what you're getting right yeah, off the bat. Yeah, this, this is actually playing sweeter than I, I, I thought that it would. Now, not knowing the the the, the specificity of, of, of the blends, I know that from, from doing the research, this comes from Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa, right? So these are the regions of, of, of Nicaragua. Uh, there is certainly a sweeter feel uh, to this. I don't feel anything heavy going on. I don't even know if I would call that a, a, a pepper spice, but rather a natural tobacco spice okay. that's happening because it's not, it doesn't hit hard. It doesn't hit harsh. It's not playing in certain parts of, of, of the palate. It just exists, but there's a lot of creamy smoke mm -hmm. that is happening with the cigar filling the cheek right now. As we've just lit this up, we're in the first third of the cigar super pleasant yeah it is and you know we're here in central indiana on what feels like the beginning of fall just a great day to be sitting out smoking a cigar 72 degrees and we are actually outdoors we're not inside the cigar lounge we're not inside our studio it was too nice it was too nice so we brought the whole thing uh, outdoors to do it because this is the way you want to do it the uh trace compadres from christoph cigars this thing just started shipping so it might be in your local tobacconist shop. It might not. You might be able to find it online. They, they may uh, be having some, uh, some pre-order kind of stuff uh, you can do. It is a, it, it, there's a creamy spice balance going on here. Yeah, an airplane flying overhead as well. That's what we've got. It, it does have this, this just sweetness that hits. It's not sugary sweet. It's not syrupy sweet. It is. You mentioned nutty. I yeah. think. I think that that's a way to see it. It's not specifically almonds. No, but it is a a nutty sweetness. And you often talk about pleasant smoke coming off of a cigar fingers. Yeah. It, it is a full full smoke within the cheek when you're doing your 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 draw, bringing it in to to toast the palate, and in 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 that exhale, that retrohale. Yeah, and you know you're going to be talking to Glenn here in a in a little bit one thing that you talk about uh during the interview which i find interesting about Christoph is just how many cigars they offer it's creepy freaky like i think it's too many they have so many different styles of cigars i don't know how you keep up with it i actually think as as a i guess there's a, a point of marketing where you might as well have a little bit for everybody i actually think there's a moment of overkill i think there's a moment of Aren't aren't you just doing this to do it as opposed to focusing a little bit more? And in part of a conversation I've had with Glenn Case before, we spoke at the Premium Cigar Association trade show. We'll bring you that interview. The Trace Compadres from Christoph. You want to get out your notebook. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? I mean, beautiful weather here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And then write down the notes, the first third, the second third, and the final third. You're breaking it up uh, in, in your mind there, right? The first third, second third, et cetera. Then uh, what did you get from it? What are the flavors you got? You try the cigar again in a couple months, take your notes, compare the notes, see the through lines. That's what you feel about the cigar. The question, Fingers Malloy, is whether or not this cigar right here is in your humidor. We ask that question all the time. We do take a look at value because value matters. Is this in your cigar in, in your humidor for nine dollars and fifty cents a stick? <laughs> I, I mean, listen, we're 
just in the the first third, we just lit this up. But I, I, at that price, I have to believe if it continues uh, to go as it's it's going right now, it would be a yes. So I've seen it between nine fifty and ten fifty a stick. So why don't we just round up? I'll call it eleven dollars. The answer right now is still yes. Yeah, is still yes. First, um, for for Christoph, I give Glenn the opportunity to prove me wrong. Um, I I absolutely he has done enough. I think he is 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 uh, worthy enough of me taking a risk on anything he puts out to see where it's at. Secondly, right now, just from this flavor profile, eleven bucks at the high end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, 11 bucks isn't even high, but if I can get this thing for 10 or under 10, I'm the happiest guy in America. Yeah, I think this is a cigar that you could easily start your day with uh, in the morning with some coffee because that's what I'm doing right now. You're <laughs> right, because like, this is when you start your day. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think that depends on the kind of cigar smoker you are. Right? Yeah. So so as opposed to, let's say, starting off with a, as most people would, with a, with a Connecticut or something like right. that. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't overwhelming. This isn't too much, but we're just in the first third. Maybe you feel differently. In the second, third, and see if that kind of tobacco spice does indeed build on the tongue. And if it builds in some kind of harsher way, the Trace Compadres from Christoph Cigars, our conversation with Glenn Case coming up. Find everything we do at eatdrinksmokeshow.com, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I love going to Costco because I like to get my uh, industrial vat of Nutella. Then you get a couple of uh, rotisserie chickens, uh, buy five, six, seven, you know, 16-pound briskets, and, of course, my gold bars. They all cost about the same these days, don't they? Yes, they, they, they all cost about the same these days, don't they? English is my first language, I swear. See, drink, smoke, up Tony Katz. That was good. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Uh, yeah, Costco is selling one-ounce gold, and it is selling out. In hours, hours. Now, gold is going through a thing because interest rates are going through a thing because the 10-year treasury is going through a, a, a thing. To, to, to make it all make sense, the inflation has not gone away. Interest rates on a 30-year fixed, as we're discussing it right now, are getting up to 7.6% and higher. Interest rates on a 30-year fixed mortgage are closer to 10% than they are to 5%, and there's literally no end in sight. The 10-year treasury, the bond, is is the benchmark. And Jamie Dimon, who runs J.P. Morgan, said, look for that to go to 7. The spread between the 10-year treasury note and the mortgage rates is give or take 300 basis points, or 3%, which means if you were to get to a 7% treasury, you would be looking at 10% interest rates on homes. Wow. And the homes haven't stopped selling because the inventory is so incredibly low. They're not building and people are not putting them up on the market because of, of all the insanity. So some people have looked to what in the world do I do in this situation? What is this economy going to do? And people very often look to gold. Now, full disclosure, if you take investment advice from myself or fingers, <laughs> you, no, bad you. Well, I often uh, take a coffee can from Costco and put all of my money in it, and I bury it in the backyard. That is solid investing. That's looking for growth. <laughs> Get it? He planted it. It's looking for... This uh, is why you don't take investment advice from us, people. 
Cigar advice, bourbon advice, barbecue advice. Yes, yes. If it's a conversation about meat, Fingers Molloy and Tony Katz will help you through it. Investing? Nope. So apparently it's a one ounce bar. Right. And it's going for, uh, recently they've said $1,900 a bar. So it's either for your investment for portfolio or if you're planning on visiting a U.S. senator. You are funny. That's a Bob Menendez reference. The senator from New Jersey, uh, FBI raided his home, possibly um, selling influence to some Egyptian businessmen. And he had $100,000 worth of gold bars in his house because, you know, that's standard. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? Oh, look, I, 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 I must admit, I don't. I, 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 don't, I have some silver, but I don't have I don't have gold. I've never played in that world. And again, don't take investment advice from us. Uh, so the 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 spot price on gold changes all the time, and there are some conversations of how does one hedge one's bet in in this economy. But it's this great example of Costco thought that this is something their customers would want, and sure enough, they do. Whether they know a lot about investing or they know nothing, they saw it and they said, you know, what? we should do that. You know, just just buy one. Just buy one. We'll put it in the safe deposit box. It'll be cool. You, who knows? Could be worth 10000 It's like Bitcoin. Does it come with a hot dog? Oh, nothing is better than the Costco hot dog. Bring back the onion gun. Uh, we were at uh, the cigar trade show there in Las Vegas this past summer. I spoke with Glenn Case of Christoph Cigars about what's going on. Uh, in the market, of course, these inflationary pressures having an effect on cigars, the things uh, that we love. What's going on with his brand where he's got so many different cigars as we smoke the new Trace Compadres from Christoph, uh, and, and talked about where we think it's all going. Glenn Case, the owner of Christoph Cigars. Listen here. This is actually Glenn Case right here of Christoph Cigars, one of the most decent people in the cigar world I've ever met, which is saying a lot because most people, very questionable. Tony, you're too kind, but thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, this is PCA 2023. It is a series of new releases going on. Starting with this, we actually got the email on this one, the one that is for the PCA. You got about a thousand boxes of this going boxes. out. The box press with the pigtail, two things I absolutely love. What, do you, what is this here? So this is the original Maduro, which is our, still our best-selling blend, but this is in a box press uh, Toro, which is just a, a great size, right? Um, a thousand boxes, you have to be here to buy it, and once they're gone, they're gone. And we'll sell out probably before the show ends. So. And along with that, you've got the Tres Compadres right here, and yes. then you've got... Now, you doing a Nicaraguan, you... Why do I feel like that's an odd kind of I'm a little surprised to see that. Right. Well, they, I'm, I'm glad you're asking because actually both of these, the Tres Compadres and the Nicaragua, are a Puros Nicaraguan blend. So the Tres Compadres is a very special cigar for me. About a year and a half ago, my best friend of 42 years passed away suddenly. Right. And four months later, my mentor and the gentleman that ran our factory, Rolando VML, he passed away suddenly. Wow. So... We always called ourselves the Three Amigos. Unfortunately, Amigos was trademarked, so we called it the Trace uh, Compadres. So this is an homage to them. This is a, a medium-bodied Nicaraguan Puro, very creamy, very smooth, a lot of Condate on there. So it's not, a lot of people think pepper and spice and then the Nicaraguan Puro, it's not. It's right. super creamy, very sweet, very smooth. And then the Nicaragua, this is medium plus in strength. Um, a little more tobacco from Esteli and Jalapa, so a little more spice. Not so much pepper, but it's got a little more strength to it. So I'm really excited about this. And this is ongoing production. So you are one of the guys uh, with Christoph 
it's 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 like an unlimited catalog of different styles of cigars and different different production. Does there come a moment where it's like, you know what? We're, we're cannibalizing our own brand. We're doing too much trying to appease too many people. We make great cigars, but we make these great cigars and that's enough. Right. And, you know, at some point, right, there's an oversaturation. Right. But if it's not doing well, uh, we just get rid of it. So everything we have is really doing well. Tony, it's not something like, oh, my gosh, we have too much. We're getting demand for everything. So. Right. Um, and in a, in a post-COVID world, because we all know the COVID boom was very real, a massive bump all the way uh, around. Now that that's over, we're hearing that things are coming down a little bit. But from the highs, it makes sense. What is it meaning to you, the manufacturer? Right. So um, last year was a softer year. COVID years were record number of years. Right. This year, we are setting major records already. I mean, it's been a blessing. Really? Seriously, it's absolutely insane. I can't believe it. No, I like and, it. And the show's only been open a couple hours, and we're busy the whole time. Oh, so you're talking about what you're selling here, because this is where you sell to retailers and everybody else. People are coming in saying, we need. Right. Oh, absolutely. But even year-to-date numbers, year-over-year, year, we're we're up significantly. Top seller right now. Uh, original Maduro. Really? It was where? the second score I came out with 18 years ago, and it's still number one. Where's the Kristoff pissed off in relation to everything else? Oh, that's in the top three. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, we're crushing it. Hey, Fingers will my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's the Kristoff awesome. pissed yeah. off. Yeah. Glenn Case, Kristoff uh, uh, Cigars. Good man. Get that air. Nice. Tony, thank you. And no suit. I'm No suit. I'm, I'm going I'm, casual now. I'm digging retirement <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> right. Wait, you're not retired. I'm not retired yet. You're, you're working your way. I'm working my way. Rocking exactly. the Cole Hans. Right. On the shoes, on the footwear right there. Right? He's he's trying to outwatch me. He Rolex today. I, I, I bolted. I did a little space view on the Accutron. That's that's where it's at. You gotta you gotta style it up, people. It's very, very important. Right. Nicely done, Glenn. Good to Tony, see you. Thank you. Good seeing you. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. For more on Christoph Cigars, check out their website, Christoph.com. K-R-I-S-T-O-F-F.com. This is Eat Drink Smoke. The NFL has got a weird thing for the protection of its brand. And don't get me wrong, you got to protect your brand. But the NFL goes to some very, very strange, strange uh, extremes, including fining Deshaun Watson over $13,000 for going pew, pew, pew. <laughs> what was that again? Pew, pew, pew. Thank you. It's a pretty good impression. Yeah, it is. Uh, people often say, Tony, your Deshaun Watson impression. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Oh, yeah. That's an impression you don't want to do. But <laughs> it's only on the pew, pew, pew. Deshaun Watson's got his own issues. Nothing, Fingers? <laughs> no, I'm leaving the whole thing alone. Ah, uh, you brought up the story. Don't you to now all of a sudden demure. Look at me. I'm as fresh as the pure driven slush. Pure oh, pure driven slush. Very nice. I'm here for you. Just I'm staying, here for I'm you. trying to stay above the fray. He's the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. No, I, I'm not. That's Deshaun Watson. And he is, oh, that's right. And he is, they're playing uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I guess they had themselves a, a good play, a good play. So he's uh, kind of like high-fiving one of his fellow teammates. And then he doesn't he doesn't do like a finger gun thing. Like like he's holding an old-school Tommy gun. Yeah. Right? They're, yes. They're firing on all cylinders. It's much different than pew, 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 pew. <laughs> By the way, we're available for children's parties. <laughs> Just call. And the NFL thought that gesture was unacceptable. They referred to it as, and I'm quoting here, 
Violent gesture. <laughs> Amazing. $13,000 a piece. Now, if you see. Oh, wait. The- no. Were they fined a piece or, or total? Were they they fi- were both fined uh, uh, $13,659. Ah. So if you see the clip and it's all over X. I'm sorry. What was that? It's all over X. That is Twitter. It's now got a new name, and that name is is X. It lasts their little celebration maybe three seconds. I'm guessing two seconds. It makes me wonder if there was uh, what we like to refer to uh, during news of the week when we see different media outlets uh, focus on a story. If there was social media outrage, Tony. Some influencer saw them doing their little Tommy gun celebration on the field and said, that will not do, and started. In the world of social media, it usually goes like this. Hey, we can't allow this. Somebody else is happy and having fun. We need to put an end to this immediately. (laughs) Call the thought police. I am full of. Of the impressions today. Well, who was the police academy guy? Oh, that's Michael uh, Wilson. Yeah, the, Michael Wilson? Michael Winslow? That sounds more like it. Yeah, sure. Let's call him that. <laughs> we are so culturally on top of it. Fingers on the pulse of pop culture. Police academy. You kids under the age of 50, ask Jeeves Police Academy to figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> The whole clip lasts five seconds. Yeah. Five seconds. And only three seconds is of the... Later, we do my impression of a teapot. Someone, You're right. Social media outrage could very well have been the thing. People are ridiculous. Angry about everything. How do I find a way to be outraged? And then you have all of these groups like the NFL and others, who live their lives scared out of their minds that someone's going to say something, and so they react in the most inappropriate, ridiculous, and altogether pathetic ways. Yeah, this was very reactionary. To me, what the NFL has done by fining these two guys, they brought more attention to what they did on the field. I mean, I watch a lot of NFL a lot of NFL. That's how, many, a, how many TVs in the man cave? Uh, three. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I three is all you need when you have uh, the the Sunday ticket there because you could have four games on one TV alone. So you could have uh, nine games going at once, and there aren't even nine games usually going on at the same time. So, I, but I watch a lot of NFL football. That's the first time I have seen the Tommy Gun celebration on the football field. I, I don't think uh, that would have been something that would have been, uh, they wouldn't be setting a trend where other players were like, I need to hop on the Tommy Gun celebration. What trend. if they, just as a, a question about outrage, what if it wasn't a Tommy Gun uh, celebration, but they did a Tommy Boy celebration <laughs> and they both did Chris Farley, fat guy in a little coat. Would the fat people of America show be be engaged in social media outrage, and how would you know it? Considering their keyboards are so sticky from all the syrup oh, and waffles see, that's, that's that okay. they couldn't type in their outrage. That's unnecessary, Tony. Where can everyone get in touch with you? The, the- I believe you can email me at fingers 
at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. But the Tommy Boy uh, fine is actually $7,500. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's not as serious. Uh, they're, they're always worried about copyright infringement. But uh, $7,500. But no, no, seriously, I, there are. You're right. No, seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. That was necessary. <laughs> Thank goodness for that segue. <laughs> but uh, there have been NFL players uh, on my own Detroit Lions who will do a pelvic thrust into the camera. And I haven't seen uh, anyone get th- fined for that. Pelvic thrust is a certified trademark of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. If you're not magenta, you can't be doing the pelvic thrust. It'll drive you insane. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> who had Rocky Horror Picture Show mentions, including full lyrics and magenta references? Oh, wow. My wife is going to be super impressed. <laughs> super duper impressed. Uh, I am impressed with the Trace Compadres here mm-hmm. from Christoph Cigars. I'm into the second, third fully. This is a nice stick. This is actually better than I thought it would be. There is something wonderfully mild about this, maybe into the medium for for some people. That spice is simple. There is that nutty sweetness. Maybe there's a maybe there's a little touch of wood. Maybe all all in all, nice cigar for 10, 11 bucks in that range. My only gripe so far is I am having a, a little trouble keeping it lit, but again, these are hand rolled. And right. Tony is not having a problem at all. It, maybe it's just user error. I'm sure that's what it is. It could be. I'm not smoking it fast enough. User that's, error. It that's could probably be. what it is. Now wait a second. I, I I have a I have a question. Sure. As as we smoke this cigar, we agree that the outrage machine is fake. Of course. But there are moments when we all see something and we're like. What the bloody heck is that? Like that, both things happen at the same time. The problem is we don't disregard the outrage for outrage's sake. And therefore, sometimes we may miss what is really a, okay, that's messed up kind of moment. The one that comes to mind off the top of my head, if we're going to just stick with the NFL, and it's been a tick since this happened, was the Janet Jackson uh, wardrobe malfunction, where there was a... you know, nudity. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think anything malfunctioned. What? That <laughs> Some, isn't the way it was supposed to work? A, a lot of people point That's what happens when I dance with Janet Jackson. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Every time. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Well, I do call her Miss Jackson. But that's the last time I could think of off the top of my head during an NFL game. Other than, of course, you know, some people, a lot of people were obviously upset during the, the uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, taking a knee during the national anthem, right? Uh, so, so you know what? Come to think of it, the NFL does stir up a lot of outrage. I take everything back that I just said. Yeah, but the whole Justin Timberlake, Jenna Jackson thing with the the exposing is the idea that football is supposed to be family friendly, and you took it away from family friendly, yeah. and that's what got people bothered. And the conversation regarding Colin Kaepernick was the idea of taking a knee for the national anthem. It's the national anthem, and people took it uh, politically in, in in their different ways. That's that that is that is manufactured. Yeah. That all of a sudden I'm supposed to believe that the Browns are all about, hey, let's commit random acts of violence with firearms? No, no, no. It's not going to be toy gun game at the next Browns game. First 5,000 people get a toy gun. That, now that, that would give people outrage. That would be hilarious to watch. Sometimes you realize you need a do-over. 
sometimes you realize that you thought you hit record, but you didn't. I've been there many times myself, Fingers Malloy. Thank goodness in times like this, we have beer. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. For the record, the record button was hit. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> we picked a beer because fall is finally here, and it is very okay to have a beer with your cigar. But for this, went a little bit special. No, did not go with an IPA. Why? IPAs are terrible. We went with a little Gordon Lightfoot-inspired love. The the legend it is. It's the legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchigumi. It is from Great Lakes Brewing, the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. A hand. A hand for Edmund Fitzgerald. A hand for the Porter. We're Porter people. We're stout people. We are uh, the, the 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 brown ale people. Why? IPAs are terrible. Where, for all the uh, people out there who enjoy an IPA, who are now enraged, where can they get in touch with you? Tony at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. I will deliver the thunder. Look, I'm not telling you you can't drink an IPA. I'm just telling you that I think you're sad. The love of IPAs is is ridiculous. Porter, stouts, the thicker beers, that's where it's at, Boo Bear. Especially with a cigar, in my mind. It just it, Because a lot of times when you're drinking a porter or a stout, you get the coffee notes that, you know, obviously coffee pairs very well with a cigar. Uh, except you get the nice uh, pleasantness uh, of not only having the coffee, but also alcohol. Those are those are two things. Yes. We get a little applause for oh, both absolutely. coffee and alcohol. This is six percent alcohol by volume uh, right here. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Uh, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Great Lakes Brewing, GreatLakesBrewing.com. Uh, I had never heard of this before. My wife had found it. I was like, well, that looks pretty good. And I brought it out for Fingers Malloy, and he's like, Oh, this is perfect. I love this beer. How often have you had this thing? Uh, listen, it is in Michigan. It's, it's very popular. Uh, you know, they're based in Cleveland, Ohio, but the fact that it's, you know, great lakes brewing company, it's all over Michigan. Uh, I've been drinking this for years. There's usually a a few of these in my beer fridge, enjoying, especially during fall, uh, when you've got uh, the ability to maybe sit out in your garage and have a cigar and drink a Porter and watch those high flying Detroit Lions. How are those high flying Detroit Lions? Well, doing? Uh, they're two in one as we speak right now. We don't know. They're playing the evil Green Bay Packers uh, this week. I'm sorry. The the what now? The evil Green Bay Packers. Let's can you say that one more time for the people in in the Green Bay area. <laughs> the evil Green Bay Packers. Wow. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully they will be three in one. And have a one-game lead in the NFC North, uh, but uh, no, this is a great beer to have a cigar uh, with and enjoy a fall day, which we're doing right now because it is—it uh, feels like fall in the air in Central Indiana. Uh, for the people who listening who listen to the show on WHBY uh, in in Green Bay, one one hundred six three, I believe it is, and also eleven fifty a.m. I think it's also one and three five. A couple different translators. Uh, I, I want to say for the record, um, I, I apologize for Fingers Malloy referring to the Green Bay Packers as, as what now? The evil. 
evil Green Bay That's Packers. what I thought he said. That's what I thought he oh, said. That, that, is, listen, that is not doing us well with, with the affiliates. Listen, I, I will be honest. Uh, the Green Bay fan base is very friendly. They're very open. It, it's You see some stadiums where visiting fans go to watch their team play. Uh, you don't want to be a visitor in, say, Philadelphia uh, wearing uh, the opposing team's gear because you may get pummeled. Green Bay fans are welcoming. They're wonderful. Uh, they're just a, a division rival. That's all. That's it? That's all. Is there anything you want to say to the people at WBCH uh, where we're heard in that Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, Battle Creek area? I'm sorry about your bears. Oh, God. You are mean. <laughs> you are a mean. You need a beer. Well, maybe, I, maybe I, like, I, mellow you out. I, I said I'm sorry about they're your in, bears. They're in Michigan. Uh, yeah, You're in but, Michigan. But, but that that Grand Rapids area, it it's almost a 50-50 split between Bears fans and Lions fans. I was trying to, to bring a little bit of balance to the thing. Some people who might appreciate you referring to the Green Bay Packers as, what was it again? Evil. Ah, I, was, I thought that was just uh, terrible. Not evil is the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter from Great Lakes Brewing. Um uh, fingers, I should ask, uh, are, are you, uh, we, we could do the nose. Should we do the nose? We'll do the, oh, okay. We'll do the nose, right? It smells like a bottle. It's, a, it's you're, an, you're an idiot. Uh, it, it is that classic, that barley, that it, it, it smells thicker and, 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 and richer. doesn't turn you away with that over hoppiness. And fingers, you ready for this? Uh, Tony, I've already got half of it gone. Of course you do. <laughs> To me, it, it's you know a lot of people will will say okay, it's it's got coffee, it's more chocolate for me. There is a little bit of hoppiness to it. Uh, I'm not nearly like an IPA, uh, but there is a, a little bit of hoppiness. And uh, listen, that it's that chocolate that I really gravitate to when it comes to a porter. It has that. It's wonderful. Uh, there's a crispness to it. There's not a, a lingering aftertaste. It's just a wonderful. Wonderful porter. Now, the people at Great Lakes Brewing referred to it as a bittersweet chocolate coffee note. Much more on the chocolate than on the coffee. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, it would be, but it is, it's got just wonderful flavor and it, com- it pairs. We're smoking the uh, Trace Compadres, Trace, T R E S, three, Trace Compadres, um, which is a Nicaraguan Puro from Christoph Cigars. It pairs very nicely. These flavors, because there's a, a, a nutty sweetness going on with this cigar. There's a, a tobacco spice because I wouldn't necessarily call it a pepper. Uh, re, I just, I just, it doesn't hit in that mm-hmm. in that way. It's very, very subdued right there on the tongue. And these two things with that that nutty sweetness and and this uh, Great Lakes Brewing Edmund Fitzgerald Porter pairing beautifully together. And you know what's beautiful about this pairing? You can get the cigar for about ten bucks, right? You can get a six-pack of bottles, 12-ounce bottles, of the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter for about 10 bucks. $20, that's an afternoon right there, Tony. You got yourself a party. Mm-hmm. You got yourself a party. Fingers Malloy might show up unless you're in uh, Green Bay, which is what again? The evil. What I oh, I, I would hope that they're good-natured about that. So if, if someone from Green Bay invited you and said, hey, Fingers, why don't you come on up to Green Bay and uh, say hello to the people? Do you, do you, would you think it was a setup? Uh, well, you always have to be worried about that. Right. But again, like I said, their fan base is very friendly and very welcoming to uh, fans of opposing teams. Yeah, but I don't know how many of the members, uh, fans of the opposing team, refer to them as. How did you refer to them? Evil. Oh, yeah. it, clearly, I'm being serious. Well, it's not like you're not being serious. Evil. 
evil. I mean, you, you, you're the one who said it. Uh, the Great Lakes Brewing, Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. This, this is all right. Go pack, go. This. <laughs> this is solid. This, this will, will work uh, for you right there. And with uh, this cigar, the Trace Compadres from uh, Christoph. Uh, I, I, I have a story uh, to get to about Amazon Prime, and the strike is over. No, no, not strike. The other strike. No, 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 not that strike. The other strike. Uh, I'll explain. Keep it here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. The strike is over. No, no, not the United Auto Workers. That's that's still going on, and it may grow. And no, not the Screen Actors Guild. And that could continue. No, 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 not my children. Uh, but they're not really on on strike because they want to get fed. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. The Writers Guild strike is over, and that means Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon will be back on the air any day now. Wait, hold on. That's not... I, I don't think that's actual applause, Fingers Malloy. I'm starting to think you don't care whether Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or Seth Meyers or John Oliver are on TV. I believe at this point, if you put a test pattern up, it would get as good a numbers as Seth Meyers at night. Wow. You're brutal. Are Americans sitting back right now saying to themselves, oh, thank God, Seth Meyers is coming back? No. And this is where it gets fascinating. Were they missed is the question. Um, it was uh, Bill Maher and Jim Gaffigan, the comic Jim Gaffigan, having a, a conversation on his a podcast, which they put out videos of from time to time, Club Random. And and uh, Gaffigan was, was, I think, suggesting that this strike will hurt them in the long run because nobody missed them being on. I, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the conversation then moved to Mar, who said, I'm surprised this hasn't happened earlier. This is late night TV is destination television happens at a certain time every night. That isn't how people watch things. How has late night TV even survived until now? And so I, I make the point that Bill Maher is missing the mark. And I don't know if it's purposeful that the purpose of late night TV is not anymore about the ratings, but rather is to act as uh, call it the id. Maybe somebody will see it as the ego of the network in trying to prove some level of politicized bona fides with an audience. That's no way to do late-night TV, and that's the entirety of the problem. We want to make sure that certain groups of people, based on our own brand of politics, are appeased and happy, and that's the goal of our late-night television, as opposed to taking a look at both sides or all sides, making the joke where the joke is appropriate and funny, and then entertaining the whole of America. I mean, that's what late night has become. The whole of America, that's the problem, is that like you go back to, and I hate to sound like uh, old man screaming at cloud right now, but you go back to the Johnny Carson days. Johnny Carson would make fun of everyone. Didn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You really never knew what his political beliefs were when he was doing that show. And that's why people would tune in. He was just going for the laugh. Uh, there didn't seem to be any uh, 
any narrative crafting or a, a, a political agenda being pushed. He was just there to entertain. And now in 2023, all of these late night hosts, there's an agenda. It's not just entertainment. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're struggling so much. I mean, the other thing is to, okay, clearly a different era when it comes to Johnny Carson. There's three channels, <laughs> you know, right. there's no device in your hand, uh, a phone that has a screen that you, will take you anywhere in the world at uh, the uh, the touch uh, of a screen. So it's a different era, but at least you knew at night you could turn on Johnny and be like, okay, he's just looking for the funny and he's not trying to push an agenda. Because we we certainly saw the world differently. This isn't about where your politics lie. This is about where politics exist for us as, as a nation. You know, when we do this show, we actually shy away from the politics because we both do politics in our in our everyday life uh, as as talk show hosts. So this is much more about escapism. But the more you can't escape the thing, I often feel like uh, we're we're being disingenuous if we don't at least share what it is that that's happening. I, I think that there are many ways to just have conversations that totally avoid this. But part of our gig, part of what we do, what is being talked about in the cigar lounge? It's being talked about in the cigar lounge. We're talking about it. This is something that comes up more and more. And and the cigar lounge is where you go to escape the politics. It's why we love it so damn much. Yeah, it's actually one of the things that was uh, great about the Carson show. You could also say it's great about uh, the cigar lounge is it unifies people. There are people in there that are Democrats. There are the Republicans. You've got lawyers sitting next to plumbers, and they're there to enjoy the cigar lifestyle. And uh, unfortunately, there there aren't too many things uh, in the country that uh, unify people anymore. We're a divided country. And it becomes worse when the the, the traditional power brokers decide that that's good yeah it's it's not good and and so back to to mar and back to to gaffigan's point i don't know who's still watching for some level of entertainment as opposed to some level of reinforcement of an ideology but did anybody miss them i can't imagine that anybody missed them no i can't and the other thing too is i think podcasting has kind of had an influence on these shows, meaning, you know, if you have a, a star on your podcast, you can actually have a long conversation instead of, okay, we're bringing on uh, this actress and she's going to talk about her new movie and we're going to have her on for six minutes. And that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that people are getting more conditioned. It's, it's, it's weird because part of America and part of our the way we consume entertainment is everybody wants something in 15 seconds. It's like, but then other parts of entertainment, it's like, okay, we want a longer conversation. And, and I'm thrilled that the long form is back. And I think Rogan has been a part of, of moving that Corolla, um, uh, you know, that people will be fine with the conversation that lasts two hours. If it's an entertaining two hours, if you're not, if you're not crapping on them, mm -hmm. Right. If if you're not attacking somebody, but rather sharing an idea, a thought, a philosophy, and I, that that's what people want. So I don't know if anybody missed these late night shows, but I think you're right. Nobody is saying thank goodness Stephen Colbert is back. Certainly, no one is saying thank goodness Seth Meyers is back. It. I don't think that's the case. And I wonder 
what is the late night television landscape going to look like in five years? Are we going to have a show after the tonight show? Are we going to have a late night show? Or is it going to, the networks are going to look at this and say, we're getting 700,000 viewers on our network. We could put anything on here and get 700,000 viewers. Why are we paying these hosts millions of dollars? That's another good question. There comes a moment of diminishing returns. If, if, if you argue that as long as you're scratching the itch for the powers that be politically, it doesn't matter, then, then what is the value of a Colbert? What is the value of, of, of a Kimmel? If they're all doing the same thing anyway, and you're right about the other part, the, the conversations don't get deep. They don't get thoughtful. They don't get interesting. They don't get challenging. It is only uh, the, the six-minute giggle fest or the six-minute political fest, and then move on to the next guest. Okay, here's a musical act. Good night, and then collect the check. Yeah. You often wonder if the host is even listening to their guest as they answer the question, or are they just looking at the cue card wait, yeah. you know, waiting to ask the next I question? I got to start a talk show. There you go. I mean, they're, they're millions, right? Millions and millions of dollars. But I have to have it on a network, or can I just put it on, like, like X? Can I just put X. it there? Why do you call it that? That's what it's called. Disney Plus is sorry to see me leave, Fingers Malloy. Where are you going? Well, not to Disney Plus, nor Hulu, because this is getting ridiculous. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Be a part of Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. You can subscribe, get content nobody else can get. We'd appreciate it if you you would. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Uh, the the Hulu bundle was about to jump to eighteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wait a second, do I really need all of of this? Do I need the whole thing?" And the answer was, "I don't think I need the whole thing." You're turning down the the magic of of Disney. Uh, when you wish a, upon a star, uh, it makes no difference who you are. You're ridiculous. They, 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 they're, they're Super Bowl commercials. They, they make me misty every time I see them. So I'm looking right now at the plans. Uh-huh. And first, the, the ads on, on uh, Hulu yeah. are insane. Do you have Hulu? Yes. Are, the ads are, they're overly sexualized about, how to be safe with your partner. They're very, very political. And the, the, the people that they've cast into these ads, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what's happening here, but none of this relates to me. None of this connects to me. And I very much feel like I'm just getting, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who they're serving with these ads. I, I just know that it's not me. Yeah, And I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore. And they come up all the time. So if I could get Hulu without the ads, maybe I'd be interested. But I don't know where those deals are. Like, like here, here is the, the premium bundle, right? If I get Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, it's $20 a month. I don't have to pay the ads. Pay, see the ads on Hulu or Disney. I have to see the ads on uh, on on ESPN Plus. Yeah, you do. Cuz they're spending so much money covering sports that they need that ad that sweet sweet ad revenue. But the ads aren't the ones that you see on Hulu, right? There are other ads. I'm sure. I I I I'll be honest. I have Hulu. I don't really watch it. 
It's for oh, it's for the, the kids. I think Hulu is is better than Netflix. Well, what drives me crazy about all of this is you know for years before these streaming services uh, were available, people who subscribe to tr- traditional cable companies and satellite companies. They'd always scream, "Why do I need to buy a package? I want to. Can't we do this a la carte, where I can pick and choose what services I want?" And now you can do that. Why, sure you can. <laughs> Just sign here. Now you can, like a gym membership. Yeah, and it, it's nickel and diming you like crazy. I remember when I when Hulu Live first came out, I cut the cord and I got Hulu Live, and I had something like I don't know sixty stations plus local channels. I think it was fifty dollars a month. Now I think that, that that price has climbed to I, – I, I don't want to throw the price out there in case I'm wrong, but I, I believe it's over $70 a month now. It's, it's absolutely insane how these companies now are about as much as if you would just stick with cable, which would have been unheard of five years ago. So I, I find myself in that place where I'm, it, it's Netflix, it's Hulu, it's – Amazon now wants to tell you, hey, you've got Prime. Thanks. You get the free delivery. But if you want to see our shows without ads, $2.99 a month, please. And you know, in a year from now, that'll be six bucks. Okay. We talked earlier about NFL football and the, the Lions and the Packers. They're playing Thursday night on Amazon Prime. It makes me so angry that my 85 year old father, who used to be able to tune in and watch Thursday night football, because he's not in the metro Detroit area or in the local markets around Green Bay, he has to have Amazon Prime. There's no watching it on a local channel. And I know people are probably listening, saying, well, what's the big deal? Everybody has Amazon Prime. When you're 85 years old and you're by yourself trying to switch back and forth between your cable box and then finding an app Forget about it. It's not happening. So now he has to go without watching the football game tonight because it's on Amazon Prime. To me, it's incredibly frustrating that this seems to be the trend you're seeing with sports. Oh, you want to watch this college football game? It's only on Peacock. It's only on Amazon Prime. They're paying the money for the rights to show the game. They want to be able to profit off of it. I, look, I, I don't want Fingers Malloy Sr. to go without, but I, don't don't ask me to feel bad about that one. Because I, I don't feel bad about that. I don't. Poor Fingers Molloy Sr. in his recliner trying to listen to the game on the radio. Why didn't his boy go set him up with Amazon Prime? He already is set up with Amazon Prime. But sw- switching it back and forth with his eyesight. So this and- is, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not about Amazon Prime. This is about you having to walk him through it. Every time there's a game on Prime. There's no, there's no, there's no walking him through it over the phone. You don't understand. I mean, how many seniors don't want to even get on Facebook or get on a computer, let alone try to navigate the whole streaming world? By the way, how does Facebook see its future? Because the the age group for Facebook gets older every day. Uh, you talk to millennials. You talk to Gen Z. They don't they don't use Facebook. My yeah. kids have no. Facebook? What are you talking crazy? You know what you do? You buy Instagram. That's what you do. And they and they bought it. Remember, they bought it for a billion dollars. And people are like, are you crazy? Uh, genius. Genius move. But Instagram is still in a, in a, in a different game, right? Because Instagram has been able to avoid the insanity stuff. People just post pictures and, and re- reels is what they call it over there. It's shorts over at YouTube. Um, 
and and it's still working. People people have a very positive view of Instagram and a very negative view of Facebook, even though they're both owned by the same company, which is now called Meta. But do you think that they make that purchase hoping that they can transition the younger people on Instagram as they get older to say, hey, you know what? Why don't you come over to Facebook? It's not so bad over here. It's no, because so it's, it's learning a whole new platform. And why do you want to be bothered with it? I'll give you an example of Facebook insanity. On my laptop, I can get on Facebook. Mm -hmm. On my phone, I can get on Facebook. On my main computer in my office, they keep asking me for a password. I put in the password. They ask me for a code. I don't know which code they're talking about. I've tried 100 different codes, 100 different authenticators. I can't get on. Upload your ID. I've uploaded my ID. I still cannot get on on that computer. They don't send you a code to your phone or to your email address. I, they send it. They say, check your notifications. I check my notifications. I can't find it. I can't see it. And so now I'm like, when do I get to burn this all to the ground? See? So you think that Gen Z is going to play that game? See? And that's how you feel about Facebook. Now think about Fingers Malloy Sr. trying to get on Amazon Prime at 85 years old when he's just looking at his remote control for his cable box, saying, why can't I push a button and have Amazon Prime immediately show up? If you loved your father, you'd move to Michigan. Wow. That's what I just did. Wow. That's what, look, I, I, don't, I, don't need to, I, don't, I don't need to hear this. I don't need to hear about you, you know, not being a good enough son. Sorry, Dad. Hold on. Your father's listening? Of course. Tunes in every week. Does he really? He's got uh, one of those uh, devices where you say, hey, pal, and then says, play the latest Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. So why can't he do that with the game? Because that's a TV. Not you don't think those two things can talk to each other in the year 2023? Uh, not with his current setup. Not with that cable company he has. I won't mention their name. If, 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 if you loved your father, I assume you'd go there and get them all set up. Again, it's not about getting him set up. It's being able to confidently go back and forth between the cable box and the app. Methinks thou doth protest too much. Smoking the Trace Compadres from Christoph Cigars. Nice stick. Nice stick. Nice price point. And even down into this final third, this is solid. This is a nice, nice cigar. I don't know if the cigar is going to win any awards, but you'll feel good. You'll feel good. It has in that final third some intensity to it uh, that, that has grown. And from Great Lakes Brewing, the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter, uh, Fingers Moy has just finished his. That's solid. I that still is had, a solid porter. I still had half of it left until Tony called me a lousy son. It wasn't me. It was it was more like you referring to you. I don't think that happened. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast.